Welcome to Take 10. Delighted to have you with us as we kick around an issue that involves mental health and mental wellness. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and expert as well in caregiving, and Carol Zerniel, a nationally known gerontologist who is with us as always as our co-host. And Carol's going to kick out the first topic today. Thank you, Ron. Um, well, you know, here we are in a year and a half later, and we've got a Delta variant, and some of us are surprised. So, Dr. Jamie, how has 18 months of COVID impacted the our American psyche? What are what are people thinking about? What are you know what's on our minds? Well, the minds are bunker mentality, if I can really be clear about it, because at the end of the day as you all have heard so often from me, that life is about co-regulation, about being safe with the energy, safe with the people in front of you. Um, really, you know, kind of a Zen surfboard where you just, uh, everything's going the way it's supposed to be going. What COVID did was dysregulate the safety, making us feel very, very unsafe. Taking this concept of social distancing and turning it into almost emotional isolation. So I'd have to characterize it as, as dysregulated and looking for a way to get back on the Zen surfboard here, looking for ways to take care of ourselves, to be able to, you know, put some of this behind us, learn from other stuff, and then move on with our lives. Now, have there been other periods of time when a similar dysregulation has affected so many people? Well, maybe in the early 1900s, right? <laughs> the last epidemic that we had. Uh, no, to be frank with you, it does. Things like, you know, 9-11 was a huge dysregulator for us. The last one I can remember, um, you know, maybe going into Iraq and finding out there was no uh, weapons of mass destruction. These things are kind of, ex- you know, things that we have this expectation of life, like the, like the Dalai Lama said, don't get too happy, don't get too sad. But too many people put their expectations and hopes in things of tomorrow which we say expectations are the seeds of resentment. So you need to ratchet back. So things like 9-11, for instance, things like going in with our, our troops in a place where we found out it was a false premise, things like even Afghanistan now where we find they were unprepared, uh, but certainly COVID and certainly hurricanes and certainly these sort of natural things that we can't fend against, but deal with our own response. They are the great dysregulators of our quote unquote feng shui. How's that? The energy we, we seem to live with. So is that that dysregulation? Is that why it feels like we've got a pinball machine in our head and these emotions are like bouncing around and we try to flip them back up to the top and they bounce around and sink to the bottom? We flip them back up to the top, which is, I don't know, maybe that's just me. No, Carol, it's not just you. As a matter of fact, that's America. Um, in fact, companies right now um, are going berserk. Employees' mental health is becoming a huge top concern. Um, firms are looking at this mental health and this dysregulation or what you call the pin, the, the pinball or, or ping pong piece um, and seeing that, you know, this pandemic has dragged on so long that it's now become part of our life and also part of, you know, people's feeling of unsafety. They're actually leaving from one job to the next now. Almost 30% of uh, people are feeling burned out or disassociating to some type of an addiction, you know, whatever that is, obviously not the necessarily the evident ones of drugs and alcohol, but even others. And workers are just feeling like you're feeling, um, Carol, you know, just out of sorts. And, and where we're at doesn't feel right. That's why getting in front of mental health for work sites now are key. Well, do you think that when we finally get out of COVID, is this going to change how we view 
mental health? Do you think this is a, a disruptor in the, you know, the sort of don't care attitude towards mental health? It's just something over there. It's somebody else's problem. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, you can look at WellMed itself as that. We've been a medical model for 30 years. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's been some people that have really like our founder for instance, who's, who understands the need for integration of behavioral health. But I think until COVID came, that was the great interventionist. Not many people really saw the merits as much and saw the urgency, I should say, to fast track this, to make it happen. Well, COVID now has come in our life, has intervened as the great dysregulator. It's taught us that mental wellness and mental health is critical. It's taught us also that we have to treat our employees now as not just the human doings, but human beings, because they're all coming from this place of now working from home, dealing with their kids, dealing with all the life's issues. So with, without a doubt, COVID has been the greatest accelerator of mental health and possibly, I hope, the reducer of shame and stigma. Dr. Jamie, stay with me. I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Take 10. We talk about mental health issues as they affect most of us. Dr. Jamie Heisman, along with Carol Zerniel, our co-host for Take 10, and we're delighted to have you on board. So, Dr. Jamie, we're talking about adults. What's the impact on children, and, and how does this dysregulation turn their lives upside down? Well, that's a great question, Ron. I get that question asked by clients and by, by, by employees all the time. Here's the way kids are. Kids are very resilient. Um, kids seemingly, if they have a safe connection with a safe parent, okay, that's a healthy parent who is not running and dodging and connected to their child, and not fearful, they then can really hear the changes and really usually go with it because they trust and they feel safe with their mom or dad. Those who are in very adverse childhood experiences, sort of childhoods where parents aren't available, they're all over the place, or parents are just accelerating their own screaming and, and anxiety and fear. Those kids we're seeing are acting like their their parents are. So basically, the children are always watching. I think kids are really okay as long as their safety, their vessel around them, their home is okay. But when the family and the parents are decompensating, um, then it's Katie bar the door. Plus, I'm not going to go into this because it's a whole nother show. The dysregulation of those in public schools who cannot connect with their friends there is some sort of a neurological developmental issue that we're all going to have to come to reckon with one day. Well, so for the adults, um, I don't know, maybe everybody, does this dysregulation just evaporate when COVID goes away? Or is this something that we need to start working on now and, and continue working on um, as we get back to a world we recognize? Yeah, Carol, that's a great question. And as much as I talk to clients, I said, look, intervention is good, but it's usually when things are happening, where poop is hitting the wall, right? <laughs> what we need to do is use this time, this insight that we have to really develop this emotional resiliency bank account in our lives, to develop the, the self-care tools to be able to do the breath work, the yoga, taking care of ourselves, reparenting ourselves so that we can build up this resiliency bank account. You know, if we're looking at life during crises eyes and just looking at mental health as we get into crises, we're not going to gain insight. We're not going to uh, get really growth driven. We're just going to go in and out of crises. So to your point, I think that the fight, flight or fear, which I'm calling dysregulation here, response will continue. Um, it is exacerbated by the conditions now, but if we get in front of it, know how to deal with it in our own mind, our temporal lobes, we'll be a lot better off. Are we ever going back to what was normal? 
That's a great question. I don't believe normal will exist any longer. I think we have shifted and changed a whole lot here. Uh, I think work sites are going to have to get ready and get back on their quote unquote surfboard and connect with their employees at a place where their actual employees are at. They're not going to be as autocratic and tell people anymore because the job market is wide open. The places that really support their employees are going to be the winners and of the innovators now. So I think things have shifted a great deal. And I hope that you know, people themselves can see that a COVID in some form or another could happen at any time. And like Carol says, be planning by taking care of yourself today. That's the greatest thing a caregiver could learn from this. Well, with the minute that we have left, let's talk about the anger, the level of anger in the community that keeps us from coming together. Um, is, is that going to dissipate, do you suspect, when we can finally feel a little more secure? Interesting that anger is not a real emotion, as we all should see. It's a symptom of something going on. So I, I believe that anger is a manifestation and it can be you know, geared up and politics seem to be the greatest gear upper of that. Um, our anger is always a way to distract, blame, deflect. If we get beyond the anger and realize we have to take accountability for ourselves, our response, and not jump into somebody else's twirling of this anger and get lost in it, we're going to be a lot greater uh, country for it and a, and a world for it. Let peace begin with me it means get rid of this anger and drama and take care of yourself. You get the final word, Dr. Jamie. Thank you, Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zernial. I'm Ron Aaron. We thank you for joining us on Take 10 and look forward to catching you the next time around right here on Take 10. 